Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hello guys, this is Usha and Vidas. Let's start question number 407 sent by Jeremy. And he asks about transposing. I'm taking two lines from a hymn every day and taking it through the circle of fifths. So what do you think with this? Is this a good way to transpose? This is actually a very clever way. Maybe for some people two lines maybe it's too short, for some people it's too long or for some people it's just right. What would you do? Well, uh, you know, if I would be transposing uh, using the circle of fifths, I probably would uh, choose the shorter segment. Because uh, it sounds like a sequence from a piece, if it's, you know, made in the circle of fifths. Probably I would, in such a case, would uh, pick up only two measures. I would sometimes transpose the entire hymn. But that's advanced knowledge, I think. For people who are just starting, one line is plenty. And one line is maybe four measures long. Well, and I know that you are an expert of transposition. How many ways do you know how to transpose things? Maybe three, right? Well, yes. I'm as a very, you know... Teacher know those three ways. You are an expert too. Well, yes. Such is a life. So, what are these ways? Um, the first way, of course, is just to transpose by a given interval, right? Yes, that's the probably most common way. But not necessarily the easiest one. Mm-hmm. The second is... Um, uh, transposing by changing the clef. True. Uh, but which uh, which means so. that on the same line it has to be a different note in a different uh, uh, clef. You have to figure out the key and which kind of clef you will need. For example, in treble clef on the first line is the note. E. And if the hymn is in 
On the first note is C. C in treble. Yes. On the bottom line is the note C. Because all the clefs, all the C clefs... Oh, I'm not talking about C clef, about treble clef. G clef. Oh, okay. So on the on the bottom line... Does la- anybody still uses it? Because that's one of the oldest keys, I think I we, we are uh, It's talking old French about key, yes? So old French key. About We are talking about uh, different terms. How would you call G clef, which you use every day in English? Treble clef. Treble clef. And that's what I am talking to, about now. So... Uh, on the bottom note line is the note E. And if you need, uh, for example, E major, then the first scale degree is on the lowest note. So in a different key, then you would also need to have the first scale degree on the lowest line. Well, that's what I meant. You know, why mm-hmm. would you use the soprano clef? Depending on the... On the because key. the C would be on the bottom line. But what kind of key then you would need? C major, right? Yes. So transposing from E major to C major, or major or minor third downwards, you will need a to change the clef into the soprano clef. But is it always possible to change the clefs? It is, because there are 10 clefs all together. But don't you think it's very hard you know, for like non-advanced musician to know all of them and you know, to manipulate them so easily? Uh, it is hard. So then the first method is easier. Because in reality nowadays there are only four clefs that are in actual use, daily use. And also not for all musicians, because we use treble clef, we use bass clef, and we use two of the C clefs, alto and tenor. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know what is good about clefs, that you can take it a few steps further once you get comfortable with them. And if you like to uh, improvise a fugue, for example, you could just transpose your subject this way by changing the clef. Not only fugue, but any type of uh, composition or improvisation which is based on a subject which needs to be transposed through, throughout. True, but it's quite an advanced technique. It is, it is. I think that probably the easiest way to transpose is to, uh, ex- to change accidentals in the same clef. Of course, in that way you can only transpose by half step, but it's very easy. That's number three. Yes, that's number three. For example, you have piece written in F major. Then you just imagine, you know, that it's written in F sharp major. So you sort of change the accidentals next to the mm-hmm. clefs, and that's it. But if you need to transpose into G major, then you have to use another method. Well... Yes and no. You could imagine G sharp major key. It would have uh, six. G flat, you mean? No, not G flat, but uh, G sharp. What is that? <laughs> G sharp major key. Mm-hmm. You don't know it? Mm-hmm. 
It has six sharps and one double sharp. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's if you don't close the circle of fifths, you know, when you are making it. You would go after C sharp major key, you would have G sharp major key. Uh-huh. And if you would play some, some compositions by Chopin, you would find keys like this. That not used, you know, in the real life, but we are still exist. What about A major then? How many double sharps would you have? Well, you would have just to transpose it half step down into A flat major. Which method would that be? Changing accidentals from A major to A flat major. No, no, from F major to A A major or A flat major. Well, then you would probably have to choose the given interval. The first method. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because first method it works all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. You just transpose by intervals, or you transpose by changing the clefs, which is harder. Or you change the accidentals, which is the third method, but only it's um, by half step up or half step down. Yes, and when you want to actually transpose by a third, mm-hmm. it's easy to switch a key from the bass to the treble row, otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's how my students at school cheats on me. Oh. Because I'm asking them, you know, to transpose by a second, and we asking, oh, could we transpose by a third? And then we just change these two keys. Nice. So guys, I hope this discussion was useful for you. And in any way, you know, transposition is a very useful thing for musician and very useful thing for your brain. And this was Osha. And with us. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner, and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. 
Around rights. Hi, Vidas and Osha. Thank you, guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.